When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's time to Take Command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. He is Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for the second time, back by popular demand, it is the one, the only, Nick Berlanski. Nick, there he is. All clean shave. Look at this guy. I know. I've been staring at my unkempt face the entire time. And now here here comes Nick looking all beautiful, making us. Making it well, making me look bad. It is funny <laughs> though. Uh, Nick, Nick also does fit the motif of the pod. Great head of hair. Great head of hair. Look, and the, the amount of the amount of comments we get on the amount of hair on this podcast is well, you're there. A I'm, lot I'm of comments. Slowly working my way back, guys. I'm trying. I'm fighting the good <laughs> fight, but hopefully, it can hang on for a little longer. It's I just getting it. a little bit more relaxed for you. That's right. A little just, bit just, looser, just right? A little, little bit looser. That's right. I do feel like the back's gotten a little longer though. So the back just, has gotten yeah. longer. Yeah, it's 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 moving this way. Yeah, it's not actually losing hair. It's just shifting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nick is here for another episode of Nick's Numbers, where we come up with, because we're too early on the sports books, although I'm sure you can bet them somewhere. Uh, but you are, uh, Nick, Nick is our, our resident bookmaker. Uh, he has come up with numbers. Some of them are based off of last year. Some of those are kind of based off of other guys in the league. I don't know the magic. I just know that this man has, has his numbers, and then we're going to give over or under we did offensive skill guys last week, so we got defensive players this week. Nick, take it from here, sir. I want to start on the defense by talking about the guy that led the commanders in tackles last year on defense, and that's Jamin Davis. He had 104 tackles in the 2022 season. So my question to you guys, will Jamin Davis finish with over or under 100 tackles this season? That seems easy. This is easy an easy one. I would take, I'd take this one. Oh, you go ahead, Craig. Yeah, it's. I mean, guys in the NFL, 150, 160, 180 tackles for the the, the guys that lead the league. I have to double check. There might even be something higher than that. Um, if as long uh, I as think, he's I healthy, Foye Olakun led with 184 last year. Yeah, so like if he's healthy, that's really what we're asking here. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know he missed some time last year. He obviously his mm-hmm. role was a little bit different throughout the year. But once he kind of got into that Mike linebacker role, I mean. He's all over the place. Uh, you know, if this defensive line is healthy in front of him, he should be pretty clean to the ball. Um, I, that's that's an easy one. Like, I would say, not to take your job, Nick, but like 145, 150 is a more interesting number. Um, I think so, too. I, but, I, I, but over 100, yeah, done. 
I think over 100 for sure, just because I think – but I will say it's important to note that schematically this defense is kind of designed for the defensive line to make tackles. So he does have to take on a lot of blocks. So um, I, I still think just based on how he played the last – what is it, three or four games the last season where he's grading in like that 74 range on PFF, he's much more demonstrative to the football, much more instinctive, making some really, really nice football plays. I think if he can build on that, I, I think you're talking about like a guy in the top – 15 of tackles maybe in the NFL like I I think again he's very very talented he's got to stay healthy you know he's got a surgery that he's nursing right now he had a surgery last year during the bye week so it depends on if he's healthy but I do think the table is kind of set if he can continue to grow and and I think we also got to talk about his role in the defense like if he's the mic he'll be on the field but if it's like Mm -hmm. you know Cam Curl is your big nickel and then Cody Barton's the guy that comes in in those nickel situations like he's not going to be on the field that much because this team tends to lend itself to more nickel situations. So I still think 100 is low, but there are some situations where he's not on the field a ton. He doesn't develop the way we think where he's under that number. But I just think based on the last four games, he's in a better spot. Well, that was the thing is last year he was not on the field for a lot of situations. Cole Holcomb, though, had 69 tackles in just seven games. And he's like, that's the role. Um, Ironically, Logan, you know who was 15th in the NFL in tackles last year? I have no idea. With... uh, 136 Cody Barton oh our guy look here he is so there you go Barton another they could they could easily have 200 100 tackle guys this year Uh, yeah and it just depends on his role it's hard to know right now because OTAs haven't you know like he's not been here he's not been practicing um but like I guess there is a world where he's the will linebacker and he's not on the field in nickel situations which would be weird I think but it's a possibility yeah so over for both of us. Yeah, I think so. All righty. Let's talk about the defensive line that you mentioned. Deron Payne led all commanders in sacks last season with 11 and a half. Will Payne finish this season with over or under 12 sacks <laughs> this season? Go ahead, Logan. Go I'm ahead and tell say, him why it's under. <laughs> I'm going to say under, and it's just, uh, you know, because sacks are so, there's so much variance in that statistic. Like mm-hmm. his pressure rate's pretty good, but his pressure rate was, this last year was exactly the same as it was the year before and the year before that. So he might have been on the field for more reps, but in terms of his win percentage, it's the same. And so when I look at that number, I say to myself, "There, that's just statistical variance. That's just him mm-hmm. getting home a, three more times than he did last year or the year before. You know what I'm saying? So I think it'll come down a little bit just because it's, it's hard to get sacks. Like we'll talk about this in a minute with Montez, but I watched all of his hits last year. He had 24 hits. He was fourth in the NFL. And it's it's tenths of a second difference between a sack and a incomplete pass. And so I think he'll probably get four or five more of those this year. He'll probably be in that eight, seven to nine range. And everyone's gonna be like, oh, it's a down year for pain. But really, everything is exactly the same for him. It's just the statistical variance of that sack of the sack statistic. Yeah, I do think it. I think it's gonna be under um, for the same reasons Logan said. But I do think it's gonna be interesting if Chase is back and healthy, right? How do, because if you've got to pick your, where you double team, right? Between Allen, Payne, Young, Sweat. Is Payne the guy you still let go? Like, do you do you say like, all right, he's the one-on-one guy? Is it Allen? Is it Sweat? Like, you can only double team so many guys. And so someone's going to have one-on-ones. And that was kind of what happened with Duran last year. Is a lot of times they'd pick John, they'd pick Montez. Um, and Duran would have to win one-on-one. And then he did. And if that happened... Uh, or if that happens, then you know you're 
you're still probably looking at, at a lot of those similar number of chances and can he convert again? And it could push that 10, 11 number again. Well, I think the likelihood that he hits that is, is small. Um, you know, cause again, like, yeah, it's this, I, I get what you're saying, Logan, in terms of it's the same, uh, as the years before, but if it's the same, then he could do the exact same thing again. Yeah. Um, so I, I would just say it's, it's more likely based off the statistical probabilities, if you will, that it comes in a little bit less, um, and I think after the season that he had, some teams are going to choose to put a little bit more attention on him too. So um, it's yeah. going to be interesting. But I, I think all like all across, they're they're probably going to all put up pretty decent numbers. But I don't know that anyone's going to have monster numbers. And this is the thing I just thought about this. So assuming that the offense is better, which I think based on our last podcast, we both think it will be, they'll be playing with a lead a little bit more, right? And then there's That's this true. then there's this great secondary that they've kind of accumulated. And we've talked about how Forbes has developed through OTAs. We've talked about how Quan has developed in OTAs, right? Um, and and maybe some of those ones where the quarterback gets the ball out a little early, the quarterback's got to hold it for a beat. And so maybe there are just more opportunities for them to, A, rush, and B, the quarterback's going to hold the ball more because the coverage is going to be tighter. So, uh, you know, I think – Maybe I, I think he's going to be under still, but I think like there there is a world where you have, you know, four guys with close to ten sacks, and I think that would be pretty cool. And that's all if the if the offense can support the defense by playing with a lead, and if the secondary can support the defensive line. I think there's there's definitely a possibility that, that happens, but I still think under for this. Yeah. Well, there's one defensive lineman that hasn't quite reached double digits yet, and that is Montez Sweat. You guys both mentioned him in that last answer. He's finished his first four seasons in the NFL with seven, nine, five, and eight sacks, respectively. So is this finally the year, over or under nine and a half sacks for Montez Sweat? Want me to go first? Yeah, I got it. So I'm going to say over. And again, I, I literally spent all day yesterday watching his hurries, his hits, his pressures, and I'm like, he needs, he just like his hits. So again, I would go back to the statistic. He was the fourth guy in the NFL in hits, quarterback hits. And quarterback hits aren't like, oh, I beat my guy, but I'm like two yards away and the ball's out. It's like, I am hitting the quarterback as the ball is leaving his hand. Like if he held the ball even a beat longer, it's a sack. So I just look at that and I say to myself, like, if he has a comparable year to last year, gets, but converts on three of those, four of those, like he'll have 12 sacks and it's just how close he was so many times over the course of the year. And we mentioned the coverage. We mentioned the offense. I just think he's going to have more rush opportunities. Who do you double team? If chase is playing at a high level, like I just feel like the opportunities are going to be there for him. Yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that I will also go over um, Del Rio talked about it last week, like finish plays, make money. And yeah. uh, in the money-making year, <laughs> then I, I think I think Montez will figure it out. And and it's not just that it's, okay, it's time to make money last year. Oh, he wasn't motivated. Like, it's year four. Um, we saw what happened to Ron. We saw what happened with John in year four. Like, you just are a more experienced player. And if you have to get a half a percent better, one, all the external factors, uh, you know, chases, presence, uh, the improved secondary, more rush opportunities, all those types of things that you mentioned. Also, just his own improvement. If he got a half a percent better this offseason, considering how close he was last year, yeah. That could be three sacks. Yeah. So um I think that I think that uh over on on ten for Montez is uh a safe bet, but a good bet. Yeah, I, I feel good about it too. I mean, again, there's no no way to know for sure, but that one feels like he's he's due, you know. Yeah. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to shift gears a little bit here and talk a little bit more about the secondary because Derek Forrest led the commanders in interceptions last season. He had four. I want to ask you guys, will Forrest finish with over or under three and a half picks in 2023 with the new names also going to the secondary for the commanders? That's, that's, that's a, a good, tough that's one. a good one. That's a, that's a good number. Yeah, that's whatever, a, what was the, a, yeah. I'm not, I'm not betting that one. The, the tackle, the tackle <laughs> I mean, one was the, tough. The tackle one was tough, Nick. And this yeah. one is, is right on. Um, we're going to take it, Craig. Yeah, I'll take a step. I'll go over. Um, I do think there's just a general emphasis on creating turnovers and better personnel in doing it this year. And I think that, you know, you had a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, who is not only going to intercept some balls, but is going to tip, you know, a lot of balls. Um, you have some of the other guys around, you know, Cody Barton, a little bit more speed. Um, obviously he was productive last year in Seattle. Can he get his hands on a ball that falls back to Derek Forrest? Um, I just think they're going to be more opportunities. You talk about Logan, the, the offense being better. Perhaps they're playing with the lead a little bit more. You think of the first pick that Forrest had last year was the only turnover they had for what felt like yeah. four or five weeks. The beginning of last season was on Trevor Lawrence, forcing a ball late at the end of the Jacksonville game in week one. So I don't think it's much over. Um, I think Forbes does lead the team in interceptions. I don't know if that's going to make oh, wow. in, in your numbers guy. somewhere, uh, Nick. But I, I will, I will take th- at three and a half. I will go over. Yeah, I don't like betting turnovers. Just period. You know, um, just because I think there's a lot of variance there too. And I, like, we don't really know his role right now. Like, I think there's that's a strong true. push to get Percy on the field more. Does that compromise his ability to get turnovers, especially if Cam's healthy? Like, I don't know. So. Um, I would say under just because I think there's a lot of variance to turnovers and I'm not sure he's going to be on the field as much as he was last year. I think he's going to play well. It's going to be, be good, but I don't think he's going to get three interceptions. All right, there we go. Fair enough. One of those extra names or added names that have come in this off season is Emmanuel Forbes. Last season, the Seahawks rookie receiver, or sorry, rookie cornerback Tariq Woolen tied for the league lead in interceptions with six. Will Emmanuel Forbes finish with over or under five and a half picks in his rookie season? Over. I, you No, you want to say yes so bad. You want to say yes so bad. I did. Bad. I did. I just did say yes. I said over. Oh, I, I, mean, I won't say I didn't hesitate, but I I uh, hesitated slightly. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Um, I just think that he, like there is a natural skill set there that I'm not saying he's going to be awesome in terms of he might get beat on some double moves. Like there could be sometimes like he gets sunned because like an AJ Brown yeah. is a massive, massive human being. And uh, Emmanuel Forbes is, is not, uh, but there is a ball Hawk ability that he has. that is not just like a man to man. He's hard to beat. He's, he's handsy, all that kind of stuff, but he has an understanding in zone coverage. That's really high level. And he hasn't even played a game yet. Um, you see it on the practice field. Um, if you watch the, you know, you're welcome commanders for the plug, but you watch the commanders log YouTube show, um, the behind the scenes stuff with him at the combine and his interviews and all that kind of stuff. The coaches were blown away at his intelligence 
And so I think that stuff matters a lot when it comes to creating turnovers. Can you be in the right place at the right time? Can you bait quarterbacks? I think he's got all of that. And um, I also think he, like teams are going to try to test him. They're going to be like, ah, oh, it's the, the skinny rookie kid. Like, let's go after him. I think the opportunities will be there. I'm going to go over. I'm going to, I'm not going to say he's going to have like 10, but six, I'll go for six. That's the number I would have put in my head, so I'm going to go over. What's what's the rookie record for interceptions? Do we have that floating around someplace? Is it? Didn't Diggs it, do something crazy a couple of years ago? Was it 10? I'll look it up. Yeah, so uh, while you're looking that up, I'll talk about it. Again, I think – It's funny, by the way. You great. Google it, and it gives you uh, – it gives you uh, Peyton Manning's rookie record. <laughs> <Twenty-eight> <laughs> um, so I'll say this. I think I think he's very talented. I think he's very skilled. I just think it's hard, it's, it's hard to get that many picks. Like you're going to get your hands on a lot of footballs, but you're going to drop a whole bunch. Like even in, even in OTAs so far, he hasn't had an interception yet. He's had a whole bunch of PBUs and great plays on the football, but like, it's just, it's, it's hard. And I, I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe the offense is playing better. They're playing with the lead. He gets more touches on the ball. I just think that's a ton of interceptions. I don't think I've played with anybody who's had even close to that many interceptions. I think Dio had five one year, which is pretty crazy. So I'm going to say under again. Dio had it, four in one game. So he, he did have it was the Bears that was on that team. Yeah, that was a yes. crazy game. Yeah, but I'm going to say yeah. under. I think he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to kind of be everything you want in your first round pick. But um, yeah, I'm going to say under, under five. Uh, by the way, the rookie record fourteen. Whoa, night train. <laughs> Night Train Lane in 1952. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Dan Sandifer had 12. Paul Krause had, uh, or sorry, Dan Sandifer had 13. Paul Krause had 12. So that's the, those those two were both Washington players. Um, Everson Walls, the Hall of Famer, had 11 for Dallas back in the day. Um, a lot of these are like pre 1990. Uh, Anthony Henry has the most in the two thousands. He had 10 for the Browns wow. in 2001. Um, Jarius bird had nine for Buffalo in 2009. And then Marcus Peters had eight in 2015. So there's a, Kansas there's a precedent. There's a kind for, of the modern guys. There's a yeah. precedent for a lot of interceptions, I guess, by rookie players, but a lot of gambling with those players you just mentioned. I will say a lot of like, uh, yeah. guys who take a lot of risk. A lot of these guys get give up big plays. Famously, Night Train Lane. I know you've done a lot of film study on him. No, I'm talking about Marcus Peters and Bird and those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Night Train Lane's a little outside of my uh, my area of expertise. I don't think they even have film for him anymore. Only, uh, only I know. The actual guess we tapes. can find out. Call call up NFL Films. See what they yeah, got. Yeah, see what they got. Dude, I, I, there was a yeah, show. Hey, Jaws, you got any Night Train Lane like, film? What they were able to yeah, what they were able to do back then to receivers was crazy. Like, just basically tackle them at the line of scrimmage, <laughs> and it was, like, totally fine. <laughs> so. All right, Nick, let's go Let's go right. one more. One more? All right, let's finish it off with Chase Young, then, because okay. he burst into the NFL with oh. seven and a half sacks in his rookie season, but has only had one and a half sacks in the 12 games he's played since then. Will Young finish with over or under seven and a half in 2023? <sighs> Logan. Uh, I'm going to say, gosh, I'm going to say over. I just think he's going to be on the field a bunch. He's going to be on the field a lot. So he's going to end up with maybe eight or nine, I think. I hope. I think he's going to be hopefully a more disciplined rusher. I think we're going to know very quickly whether he's improved his discipline as a pass rusher. Um, 
I think he needs to learn how to like rush with the group a little bit more, which is something that's going to be really interesting to watch, um, especially during this minicamp period, if that's kind of developed even a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go over just because I think he's trying to get paid and people who want to get paid do crazy things. And I think he's going to have a, a nice, big, improved year. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think that number feels safe to go over as long as he stays healthy. Um, you know, he's going to be on the field a bunch and and on good defense with a lot of other good players, and he's super talented. So if he can, like Logan said, just do the things that he's supposed to do, he should get that number. Um, if he yeah. tries to do a bunch of crazy stuff, they're going to take him off the field, um, especially because right. he's an expiring like it's not like, hey man, we're trying to develop you for the future. We're like, we're trying to win football games right now. And James Smith Williams and Casey yeah. Tuhill do what they're supposed to do. Um, so he's got to stay on, he's got to stay disciplined or he's not gonna play. Um, but assuming that he does that, I think he'll he'll hit that number. I think he'll get over seven and a half. That's yeah, and again, that, that's given his recent history, that's a big assumption, but um I I agree. I, I think I think it's there. So yeah. All right, Nick, another excellent job. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right. That's Crush Nick it, Berlansky Nick. with Nick's numbers, everybody. He takes himself out of the Zoom. Uh, we appreciate him and all his hard work, uh, and which we now reward him with, allowing him to come on camera and share some of it with the world, as opposed to just having us regurgitate his ideas and sounding smart ourselves. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here's here's what we got for the rest of the week. We got three OTA or three mini camp practices. Um, unclear yet when exactly we'll record the pod we might actually you know typically we have something ready for you thursday morning but we might just wait for that thursday practice and then have it out friday so stay tuned um in the meantime obviously uh have coverage on the radio show so check out the hoffman show four to seven each day on the team 980 stream live on the free odyssey app and of course on youtube as well on 980's youtube page uh between now and then if you want to make sure that you get the freshest episode of take command whenever it comes out just subscribe apple Podcasts, spotify the always free odyssey app youtube etc etc and uh we'll see you then and then, then we'll recap it all next week uh and then after the final ota period and then and then Logan, we get to get real creative for the summertime. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh for Logan, I'm Craig. We'll see you. See you next time on Take Command.